Hi, I'm Jared, and this is the Social Kick Podcast, where we will talk about anything and everything swimming. We'll talk about Olympic, international, collegiate, and high school swimming. Let's get started. But first, Dan Hicks and Rowdy Gaines. Veteran chase him down and pull off a shocker here. Well, there's no depth that he's tightening up. Bernard is losing to ground. Here comes Lezak. Unbelievable at the end. He's done it. The U.S. has done it. He did it. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Phelps his hopes alive. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Kick Podcast. I'm Jared, as you may know. And I just want to start things off by saying that the universe hates me. So, as you guys know, I recorded the first episode with Travis, and then I didn't record for like a month and a half because I was sick. Then I finally was no longer sick and could record an episode without sounding terrible. And I, put, I did that, posted that episode with Jenna, then I got sick again, of course. Every time I post a dang episode, I get sick. So, here we are again, a week and a half, two weeks later, whatever, and I really wanted to get an episode out to you guys because I didn't want to go another two-month time period without posting anything. So, I don't feel the greatest, I don't sound the greatest, I have tried to make sure I sound decent for you guys today, but I just wanted to get another episode out as soon as possible, mainly this weekend, because as you guys may know, right now in college swimming, it's like mid-season meet time, so there's a lot of, a lot of the big name programs are at invitationals or hosting invitationals, that's kind of going to give us a little sneak preview at NCAAs, kind of see where people are at right now, and those are currently going on. A lot of them are ending today. I'm recording this on Saturday the 17th, and like I said, a lot of them are ending today, some of them end tomorrow, so I wanted to get this episode out now because I wanted to record another episode that'll come out later this week that's kind of just like all news. So this episode isn't going to have any news because there's all this stuff going on right now as we speak. So we're going to do a whole episode next, like this coming Monday or Tuesday, and that'll have all the news about all the mid-seasons that are happening right now. So like I said, no news this week. Because you're getting a second episode in like three days with all the news you could want. And today, I do not have a special guest with me. I just, it's just me solo. And I'm going to tell you about my story with swimming. So, you heard Travis's story. You heard Jenna's story. You kind of heard my story, um... When I was talking with Jenna, you heard bits and pieces, but now's the full thing, all my story. And this episode might be kind of long. I'm probably going to talk about some stuff that 
you don't really care about, but I really just want to give you a full detailed look into my swim career because this this is what the whole podcast is about. It's all about story, like everybody's swim story and how it has affected their life. Like that's what I wanted this to be. And so I'm the host. So of course you guys are going to hear a lot about my story. So let's get into it. Um, I started swimming in sixth grade. I was, it started by, I had this friend and I'm not trying to be mean to him, but he was a little bit on the heavier side and I want to just like, that just influenced me. He was my best friend. I spent a lot of time with him and I picked up habits similar to his with eating and I started to get out of shape and my parents were nice enough like when I was a lot younger to kind of like not pressure me to play sports and it was like they wanted me to try stuff and I did and all that but when it came down to it like they didn't force me into anything but because I was finally starting to get out of shape they finally were like okay Jared like you have to do something you can't like can't do this anymore without playing anything doing any physical activity so one day I remember I had went and hung out with my friend and when I got home they were like like they kind of sat me down and they were like you need to do a sport like we're over this like you have to do something so they gave me two options they gave me football or swimming and The reason they gave me football or swimming was because my dad was a swimmer in like high school, college, and after college. So it was kind of carrying on like the family tradition of swimming. And then ultimately, like I said, I was given the choice football or swimming and I chose swimming and my reason had nothing to do with like carrying on the tradition of my dad swimming or anything. But it was because I hated sweating. That was the whole reason. Was I hated to sweat. Absolutely hated it. So I chose to swim. I was like, whatever. See how it goes. And so they enrolled me in this program through Swim Tulsa. As you guys heard on the last episode, uh, Jen and I were on Swim Tulsa together. So I started in sixth grade. And we talked, we kind of mentioned like Swim America and like the level system. And so when I was in sixth grade, that's where I started. And kind of like I talked about, Jenna had a weird path because she was so much older than regular. So she did different lessons. So my lessons were, it was like every day for, I think it was 40 minutes a day. It was It might have even been less than that, but so that's how it started. You kind of get an evaluation when you first go to see where you should be. So I went, did my evaluation, literally knew nothing. So I was, of course, like level three because level one and two are like kids who are afraid of the water. So like all the lessons are them like just getting used to the water. So I was level three and, uh, Advanced through all the lessons, whatever. 
And as I said in with Jenna's episode, the way to like kind of advance out is through a swim meet. And so I don't really remember the exact amount of time I spent in the lesson system, but it was a good couple months probably just going through the ranks, learning how to swim, kind of building up like the stamina to swim, you know, like actually do a practice instead of just doing lessons. So I did that and then we advanced to the swim meet and I actually remember the swim meet. So we have a videos of all of it because it's a 25 of each stroke and then a 50 freestyle. That's what you have to do to like graduate basically. And I had never like at this point I had not mastered how to do a flip turn. And like my dad were t- my dad and I were talking about it going into the meet about whether or not I was going to do a flip turn. And I said, probably not. I'll probably do an open turn, whatever. Get up on the blocks. I'm in like swim trunks, I think. I don't think I was even wearing jammers yet at this point. And dive in for my 50, the worst dive of my life. And then I chose to do a flip turn and it was terrible. Worst flip turn ever, and um, but whatever. So, graduated through the ranks of like Swim America, and I was joining the Swim Tulsa team. And so, again, as I highlighted in the episode with Jenna, the way the like ranking system work is, it's like white team, blue team, gold team, and so I joined white team. And I'm not on white team for very long, like, uh, probably five months, like not very long at all. And normally you're on white team for a couple of years, but like I said, I joined a little late than regular, like sixth grade's a little late. A lot of people start swimming in like third or even earlier than that. But so I was on white team for probably about five months. And when I was on white team, our coach was the son of the like head coach of the whole swim Tulsa team. He was the coach of like the national level team and like the sectionals, like the, the elite group, he was that coach. And so his son was my coach. And when we did practices, he, we had four lanes for our team and he put me and one other guy in like a lane to ourselves. And basically just made us go like all out and race each other, all practice, every practice. And so that kid was Patrick Callen, as I mentioned in the last episode, I gave him a shout out. He currently swims for Michigan. So back in when I was in sixth grade and he was in probably third, we raced every single day against each other on white team, just every practice, just doing all out race pace stuff basically against each other. And so after that, I got to the age where you have to join blue team, or I think I already was, but like I said, I joined late. So they had me on white team for a few months. And then I, so I joined blue team I'm on blue team for probably 
I really want to say it was only like three months because the way it works was like once you turned a certain age, you had to join join Gold Team. Like we were talking about on Jenna's episode because she had the different, different tra- trajectory. So like I got to that age where I had to join Gold Team um, very shortly after being on Blue Team. And so I was on Blue Team for a couple months, as I said, and this was in seventh grade. And, um, at the end of my seventh grade, uh, year, I was, so I was at a birthday party for my friend. She was born the day before me and, uh, I was, so as it makes sense, she, she was born the day before me. I'm born the day after her. And she was having her birthday the day after my, like, her birthday party the day after my birthday. Because, like, her birthday was on a Thursday. Mine was the Friday. She was having her party on the Saturday. So I was at her birthday party. And this was in seventh grade. And I'm climbing a fence and to get a football that went over the fence. So I'm climbing the fence. And one of the guys at the party thinks I'm not climbing the fence fast enough. So he throws me off of the fence. He like grabs me by the waist and literally just throws me. And I go flying off the fence and I land directly on my collarbone. And I shatter my collarbone. And so I'm like, I'm in so much pain, like... I don't know what happened. I genuinely thought I broke my neck or something bad because the way like it felt when I hit the ground. And so I obviously call my parents. They come pick me up, take me to the emergency room, do all that stuff, whatever. And so I'm out for three months for swimming. And like I said, this was right when I was supposed to make the transition from blue team to gold team. And so I'm like, like I said, out for three months, can't swim, can't really do like any, like much physical activity involving my arms. So like, it was just, it was a really bad time, like coming back from that injury with swimming. And I kind of had like residual shoulder pains and problems with that shoulder for the rest of my swim career. And, uh, so that's a different story though. So I come back from my injury. I'm now in eighth grade. I was out for the summer after my seventh grade year and I'm, uh, in eighth grade. Nothing really special happens in eighth grade. I was like a mediocre swimmer, mediocre at best. And so I'm just kind of doing the thing, doing Going through the motions, basically. Going to practice. Not really caring all that much. Just like going, hanging out with friends, swimming, kind of doing some exercise. Like, I was doing everything, but like, I just didn't really take it serious. I wasn't there to like become an Olympian or anything. But, um, so, uh, it comes down to the end of the year of my eighth grade year. And it comes time for high school tryouts. 
And so the way it worked was uh, our high school, as you heard in Jenna's episode, was about 20 minutes. Like the pool we had to swim at was 20 minutes away from our high school. We had a bus there. So for tryouts, you had to, they came to the eighth grade center, picked us up, drove us to the pool. We did our tryout and then they took us back to the eighth grade center. So it was kind of cool because, like, you got to spend that, like, 20-minute drive to the pool with the team and the 20-minute drive home from the pool with the team. And it was just, like, it was a cool experience getting to, like, be a part of that team for, like, an hour. And uh, then you get to go to your tryout, whatever. But so I go do my tryout, and it's just me and one other guy. And... After the tryout, we basically both get told, you guys are good. You're going to be on the team next year. Like, they'll be in touch on what we have to do on the first day, whatever. So, I go into it expecting to be with this one other freshman guy. We'd be the only two. And then, fast forward to my freshman year, first day, I'm the only freshman guy. The other dude decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And he quit. So he was like actually a track and field and cross country runner. And he was just going to do swimming in like the the off season between those two. But he ch- ended up changing his mind and not wanting to do that. But so freshman year swim season starts and I am, I decide to quit club. So I stopped doing swim Tulsa. And I start, I only go to my high school practices. And our high school coach, as I kind of talked about in Jenna's episode, she was not very good. She was a track coach only, basically, and didn't really know too much about swimming. And so my freshman year, we only practiced four days a week for an hour and 15 minutes a day. And, um, so I went from practicing with swim Tulsa two hours a day, six days a week. And then over the summers for swim Tulsa, it was five hours a day, five days a week, and then two and a half hours on Saturday. So I went from this crazy swim schedule to practically nothing comparatively we went from like i said five hours a day to five hours a week with my high school team and so i gained a lot of weight my freshman year of high school and by the end of my freshman year i was pretty pretty big and my my high school coach after I had like, I didn't even qualify for state in any individual meets my freshman year. Like I was not that good of a swimmer my freshman year. My coach, she told me like, I'm too fat to be a swimmer and I might as well quit. And like, I took that to heart. Like I did not think that was true. And I kind of like, I used it to fuel, like fuel myself to try and become a better swimmer. And so I, 
I decided to like really start trying again, whatever. And so my summer after freshman year, me and this other guy on my high school team, his name was Adam. We decided to really, really like get into swimming and like really start trying harder. So we started going to swim Tulsa again. Uh, he joined swim Tulsa. I like renewed my membership and started going again. We went to every practice. So what I said of five hours a day, two and a half hours on Saturday. So a lot of practicing and, um, I lost, I went from 240 pounds to 170 over the summer, lost a ton of weight. And I went into my sophomore season, like really looking to do a lot better at swimming. And so when, but there was kind of, it was kind of all up in the air at that point, because like I told you with Jenna's episode, going into my sophomore season, we didn't really have a coach because the coach we had my freshman year, she quit. And so sophomore season, we going into it, we didn't really know who was going to be the coach until the first day of classes. And we met this guy and he actually knew what he was talking about. And so he was a swimmer in high school. He was a junior national champion. He was a, he was a collegiate swimmer for, he swam way back before the big 12 was the big 12 and they were the big eight, but he was a big eight champion NCAA qualifier, Olympic trials qualifier. Like he was the real deal and he like really knew what he was doing. So like once we found out about this, I was really pumped for like for the season, everything, but I still trusted my other coach more. Cause it's like, I've been with him since sixth grade. I'm now, it's been four years since I've been with him. And I just, I don't know. It was just like, I just trusted him so much more, and so I wanted to keep going to my club practices, but my high school practices were two to four, club practice was four to six, and so in Oklahoma, you can do both if you want. Like, there's no rules against it. You can do both at the same time, but our high school coach did not allow us to go to club. He said it's, like, his practices are nothing, so... What me and my friend Adam, the guy who joined Swim Tulsa with me, what we were doing was we would go to both. So we would go to practice two to four with high school, and then we would drive to club practice. We would get there at about 4.30, so right after warm-up was finishing, and we would swim with club 4.30 to 6. And then we were lifting every morning with the high school team, doing like the ab workouts, everything in the mornings too. So we were, me and him were practicing probably five hours a day again, just like over the summer. And it was crazy. Like, and I did it for probably two months. And then I was like, like, I couldn't do it anymore. Like, like that, like eventually you get to a point where it's just like too much. So I stopped. And I only went to high school and that was fine for me because 
Our coach really tailored practice to me because I was like the best swimmer on the team at that point. So he really just made the practices for me and like Adam and one other guy. Like he really tailored to what our specific needs were event-wise, training style-wise, everything. So like it was really good for me and had a really a lot of really good practices that year training with the other guys. And then again, as I highlighted in Jenna's episode, I'm going to keep going back to Jenna's episode a lot. So if you haven't listened to that, you really need to listen to that. I don't know why you're listening to this one before that, but whatever. As I highlighted in Jenna's episode, I was the only sophomore guy. And then we had six senior guys. So, and as I said, I was probably the better of all of the guys. So, practices were tailored towards me, like I said, and, but I still had them to train with. I had Adam and this other guy, Hunter. The three of us were kind of all on the same level and, uh, we had each other to like push each other, whatever. And so my sophomore season was the first time we won a trophy for our high school team. And then my sophomore season was also the first time we broke a school record and uh, we we broke like well the first time I broke a school record we I was part of a relay the 200 medley relay broke our school record multiple times throughout the season and um, the 400 free relay broke the school record multiple times throughout the season and then so like that was crazy, like being a part of that. We want, like I said, we won our first trophy, first ever swim trophy for our high school. I kind of talked about that in in Jenna's episode again. Like I said, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it now. But we won the first ever swim trophy, men's or women's swim trophy for the Owasso High School, and uh, that was really cool to be a part of. And I'll post a picture of us holding that trophy. Uh, it's just kind of a cool thing to be a part of the first ever trophy. Um, but so fast forward to state, um, just, I'm just going to skip over the rest of the season. Like I said, we broke those records in those relays a few times. Um, I qualified for state in every event except for one I believe that season no I am lying to you that is not true that was my junior year um anyway sophomore season my events were the 200 and the 500 freestyle and then those two relays as I mentioned 200 medley 400 free so ignore what I said about breaking school or qualifying for state in every event the breaking records was true Got caught on my words there. We broke the records multiple times throughout the season. But so, state, I qualified in a couple events. I'm not going to kind of go into those because I don't really remember. But I did the 200 and 500 at state. And I had never been to state because my freshman year I sucked. So this is my first state meet. First, like, really big swim meet. Like, I did club state and all that stuff, but, like, that's not that big of a thing. Like, not trying to, like, 
break like break down anything or like just kind of remove any merit from it but it's like state meets not that big of a deal like even sophomore year i qualified for club state in every event like swam multiple events placed in multiple events like it's not that hard to qualify for club state so high school state i'm considering that the first big swim meet i ever went to and so um we were swimming the 200 medley relay and then i had the two free the five free and the 400 free relay so the 200 medley relay I am swimming freestyle, and we finish in prelims. We made the B final, and I think we fin- ended up finishing 10th overall, so second in our heat. We broke the school record in that race, um, and then so that was, like I said, that was a really cool thing being a part of that because that was like when we really like blew it out of the water. Cause like we had broke it before, but like we really like took a lot, a huge chunk of time off of there, cause it was we were all suited, shaved, tapered, all that, and then, so my next race was the two hundred free, and so I think the person who held the record at the at this point was my teammate Hunter, and uh, he. I don't remember what his time was. That's kind of irrelevant, but he held the record at the time and he was also swimming the race. His, he swam the same two races as I did the 200 and the 500. And, uh, I don't remember exactly what he did, but so in prelims of the 200, I qualified for the B final. I don't really remember what place I finished with my like in finals, but in prelims, I went a 153.86. And that broke our high school record by, I think, four seconds. So, like, that wasn't anything too crazy at the time. But, so I went 153.86, broke our high school record. And then I turned around in finals... And I went 153.85. Dropped a hundredth of a second from prelims. Which I was okay with. 153.85, broke the high school record, and then turned around broke it again in finals. So, that was fun. And then, uh, next race, as I said, was the 500. And prelims... I have no idea what I, like, where I was seated or anything, but I went 5, 10, 37. I was, I uh, qualified for the B final, and I think I was probably, like, 14th overall or something. I was not very high. Um, But I broke our high school record then, too, with my 5, 10. Because our previous record was a 5.15. Like, my high school was not the greatest for swimming. And my sophomore year, like, I was, like I said, the best swimmer. And I wasn't even dropping, like, crazy times or anything. But, so I went 5.10, broke our high school record. 
And then in finals, turned around, I went a 5.08. So, again, dropped two more seconds. I was so happy about it. Um, but went 5.08, broke our high school record. And at this point, I'm feeling really good. I'm 3-for-3 three three on records. 3-for-3 three three on, like, making finals, getting that second swim, whatever. And so our final relay, or our final race is the 400 freestyle relay. And, um... When we qualified for B finals, we were seated 10th by like less than a 10th of a second behind ninth. So we really wanted to win. And uh, for prelims, we swam two guys who were on like, we did like the Olympic thing where you swim a different lineup for the B or for the prelims as you do finals. And so, we had two guys swim it in the morning that, or well, I guess it was the day before, who weren't going to swim it in finals. So, like, with them being less than a tenth of a second behind ninth, we were, like, pretty dang sure we could get the win for the B final. And so, um, I was anchoring it. I don't remember what I went, but regardless, when it came down to it, we won the B final, we broke the school record, so we were, four, I was, I was four for four on school records, four for four on finals, we had a B final victory, which was pretty cool, I got 10th in the 500, and I don't remember what I got in the 200, but it was a pretty successful state meet, and then I'm sure as many of you guys know who were club swimmers and high school swimmers, um, at least in the Oklahoma area, high school state and club state are like the week before, like they're a week between each other. So turned around, did club state, whatever. No big deal. And so um, going into my junior season, I really like – I don't know. I don't want to say I had something to prove, but like, I really like at this point, I'm like all in swimming. I'm like dedicated and I really want to get after this. Like I'm trying to get scholarships. I'm interested in college swimming. Like I really want to get after it. So I started doing doubles again with swim Tulsa over the summer. Cause my high school team didn't do any sort of summer program at the time. And so I get into it, I'm doing doubles, I'm going crazy, like, junior season is my season to break out, and uh, I kind of was able to convince my high school coach, also, I'm not really going to highlight on summer seasons unless they matter, and, like, summer between sophomore and junior year, nothing really mattered, I did club, state, whatever, like, no big deal. I was not a sectionals qualifier at the time, so I didn't really have any travel meets or anything cool. So, whatever. Um, I did all the training, whatever, and then, so junior season of high school, I'm the oldest guy on my team, nobody else to train with, and not trying to be mean, but nobody else really that good on my team. Um, so... I convinced my coach to let me do split practices, basically. So 
I would do two to three practices a week with my high school team. And then I would do two to three practices a week with my club team. And I would obviously do all the morning practices with my high school team. We would do our weights, dry land, whatever we were doing. I would, I would partake in that. And then my afternoon practices, half would be club, half would be um, high school. So what kind of like when I was at high school practice that year, it was literally all about me. A lot of the times I was either in a lane by myself or in a lane with two girls who are the best two girls on our team. And it would be like, so for instance, say we would be doing a, like a 500 on a certain interval. Our coach would just make it a, the, like a 300 for them. And I would do a 500. So like everything was like centered around me, like to like, to a T around me. And that was really cool and all. And like, I got a lot of good training in, but I had no one to race, no one to push me. And it was like, like they always say like, Oh, race the clock or like use other people to push yourself. So like try and lap people as many times as you can. But like that doesn't really work. And like it works to us to like a point, but it's like, once it gets to a point where you're doing five hundreds, and like other people are doing 300s like there's not really any motivation at that point to try and like go a lot faster or anything you know um and so that's why I kind of struck the deal with him to go to my club team because on my club team is Patrick as I've mentioned before Patrick Callen currently swims for Michigan um He's on my club team, and we are, like, the same level, same speed, everything. He's a ride-around five-minute 500 freestyler at the time, ride-around 153-ish, just like, like, our times are almost identical at this point. So, he was the perfect training partner. So, I got to go to club, get this really competitive, really, like, really good atmosphere, and then I got to go to high school and get these practices that are like directed just towards me. So it was like I got the best of both worlds of having the great competitiveness with club and then the very, very like goal oriented practices at high school. And that was great. And I think it worked out really well for me my junior season. And so um, I was... Like I said, I had a couple guys who were okay, but for the most part, there was no one really anywhere close to me. And we had a decent relay. We ended up breaking the 200 medley relay a couple times, that record with these, like, like not trying to be mean to the guys who are on the relay, but at this point, it was a pretty ragtag team for this relay. And, um, it was to the point where like, I really didn't even want to swim it at state or anything, but for some of the guys on my team, it was going to be the only time they got to swim at state. So like I did it for them, obviously, but like, I really didn't want to do it, but, um, so I swam, we're just going to, like I said, 
Fast forward to state. That's pretty much what I'm going to do. Because unless there's anything like crazy that stood out to me, like during the season, which I don't think there was. But, um, so fast forward. Oh, one thing I will highlight my junior season. This is kind of a big part of junior season. So I don't really know how I forgot this. Um, my junior year around fall break, I was very, like I was exhausted for weeks at a time, just exhausted. So I told my dad, I was like, Hey, I like vividly remember the conversation. Our house had stairs in it and I was sitting at the very top step and my dad was standing at the bottom and I was like, dad, like I've been really tired lately. Like no matter how much I sleep, no matter what, like I've just been exhausted. And so my dad was like, okay, well, you're probably just not eating enough. You have too big of a calorie deficit. So you're not getting like the needed nutrients. You need to be swimming at the level you're swimming at. So let's just kind of pack more in your lunch. I'll make more for dinner, stuff like that. And so, like I said, I was, I had been exhausted for like weeks. And then I told him that. And so for the next like two weeks or so, we upped my calorie intake. I started taking more for lunch. We started eating more for dinner, stuff like that. And it still wasn't working. Like I still felt exhausted. And so I told him again, I was like, hey, like, something's not right. So I went to the doctor. They were like, okay, we're going to do some tests. And originally, they thought I had a problem with my lungs because I was very asthmatic. And so they thought something was up with my asthma and my lungs. And so, like, I'll just say for an example... The way the doctor explained it to me was your lungs have holes in them that allow oxygen to flow to your bloodstream to actually get, and not just your bloodstream, but like your organs to get oxygenated blood to your organs and just like oxygen to the rest of your body. And so, for example, like we'll say, a regular person's, the holes in a regular person's lungs are the size of a quarter. Just as an example. The doctor thought the holes in my lungs were the size of a dime. So they thought the, the holes in my lungs were too small to be getting the proper levels of oxygen to my body. And that competing at such a high level with swimming, I wasn't getting the proper oxygen to my bloodstream and to my organs. And, like, that's why I was so exhausted. So they ran a couple tests, couldn't figure out if that was the problem or not. Eventually they were like, okay, that's not the problem. So we're going to do some other tests. Did some other tests. A week had gone by. Still couldn't figure it out. So I go back and they're like, okay, we're going to draw your blood, see what's up. So at this point, it's been six weeks since the initial, like, time of me starting to feel exhausted. And so my doctor takes blood and they're like, okay, we'll get your test results back in probably a week or so. So a week later, and the whole time this is going on, I'm still swimming, still doing my doubles, whatever. And so fast forward to a week later, they call me and they're like, hey, you have mono. 
you're out for eight weeks. And so at this point, I had had mono for eight weeks and just didn't know it. And then they were like, okay, you're, you can't compete, you can't train, you can't do anything for eight weeks. So at this point, I'm out for eight weeks. So I stopped going to practice, stopped doing anything, and um, I was still going to meets and stuff, but I wasn't going to any of the practices because I didn't want to just sit there and do nothing while everybody practiced. So I would go home, I would sleep, I would do whatever. And so, I, like I said, I was out for eight weeks with mono, and then uh, my first day back of like I got cleared to swim on like on a Monday so I went to practice on Monday went to practice on Tuesday on Wednesday we had a meet on Thursday we had practice on Friday we had a meet like so I had two days of training a meet one day of training a meet after being out for eight weeks and so the first meet, I'm swimming the the 50 and then all three relays. Like, he wanted me swimming next to nothing. And so um, we get up for the first relay. I go a lifetime best split. Um, uh, I get up for the 50, and I actually break our school record in the 50 for meters. And so... At that point, my coach was like, okay, you're done. Like, and he pulled me from the other relays. And so uh, I swam that one race and then he called it quits. So I went to training and then went to the next meet. And the next meet, I swam the 100 meter butterfly. I was the only person entered in the event and swam it, broke the school record in that too. And that was crazy for me. Um, after taking eight weeks off and having two days of training, or well, three days of training, I broke two school records in two meets. And then I broke the 400 freestyle relay, or not relay, 400 freestyle record also. Like, so three records, two meets. Crazy. Um, but, so, now... We will fast forward to state. That was the biggest thing in junior season. Um, I will say, I think the only reason I was able to swim fast was because I was down like 50 pounds. I was like one, th probably the lightest I've ever been in my entire life. Like, because I told you I got really fat in sixth grade, started swimming, got really fat freshman year, and then um, got down to 170. I was probably 165 sophomore year when I had mono, I got down to like 130. Like it was bad because I was so sick, didn't want to eat, nothing. And so I felt terrible, and I, but I was so skinny and I think that's why I swam decent. But so we'll fast forward to uh, state my junior year. I was swimming the two free, five free, and then the 200 medley and 400 free relays. So 200 medley, I have no idea how he did. I don't remember. I'm not even going to try and tell you what it is because I have no idea. And so uh, 
for um sorry high school state where am i at so yeah not gonna tell you how we did because i don't remember not gonna lie not gonna make anything up i just don't remember how we did in the relay so my next event the 200 free um in prelims i had the swim of my life like I said, my best time prior to this was 153 from state the previous year. Um, I went a 147.91 uh, in prelims. Smashed my best time. Smashed the high school record. And got my first sectionals cut. Uh, sectionals that year was 148.18. Or no, 148.09. So I had the cut by uh, 0.18. Which is great. <laughs> That's all you need. You just got to get the cut to swim. So I was really excited to be able to swim at sectionals for the first time. Um, and so I... It was really cool because my club coach is also the high school coach for one of like the rival high schools in my state. So he was at state meet. So like I finished the swim and I have to walk past their team to get to my team. And he like congratulates me. He's like sectionals. Yeah. What up? Like gives me a fist pump, like all that kind of stuff. And then I get to my coach and my coach is like pissed at my swim. I was like, I just had a lifetime best drop six seconds, but he's pissed. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what the heck? Like, didn't even congratulate me on sectionals or anything. And I was seated third going into finals. So, like, what the heck? Um, But, so, going into finals, I was seated third. Got to do the walkout. Got to do all that. And I will say... I've never been more mad at anyone in my swim career than I was my sophomore year of high school when during the broadcast, because State was on TV uh, my junior and senior year. It was on sophomore too, but I think it might have been like a webcast sophomore year. But So it's on TV uh, junior year, and the broadcasters who are talking about it, they're talking about how there's going to be a really good race for first between these two guys who were like, like I said, I was seated third with a 147. They were both like 144. Like, so like they were both really far ahead of me. But so they said, there's going to be a really good race for first between those two guys. And then they said, and there's also going to be a really tight race for third. And they started listing off the guys who they thought would be like, It'd be a good race between. And they literally named off every other person in the heat except for me. And I'm the dude seated third. And they don't say my name included in the good race for third. So I was pissed when I watched that afterwards and heard that broadcast. So anyway, get up on the blocks and I... Ended up adding time. I'm trying to find my like my time on deck pass. 
the USA Swimming app, for those of you who don't know, it keeps all times, basically. And I can't find it. But I do know I added. I wanted a, I went like a 148 or something. But it, it's not showing up here. But I know like I didn't get DQ'd or anything. But like I just I can't find it. I can find my prelims time, but I can't find the finals time, which doesn't really make sense to me. So, like I said, can't really find that time. But so I don't know what I went, but I did get sixth place overall. So I guess what they said about it not being a good race for third with me included, I guess it was true because I got sixth. But whatever. I'm not mad. I'm pretty dang mad. But whatever. Um, so then my next race I swam was the 500 and I was seated fifth in prelims, I think like after prelims, um, I don't really remember what I was seated going into it. I just know I had not broken five minutes yet. And that was ultimately the goal, was to break five minutes. And so, at, I think previously, my best time was 5.01 or something, 5, 5.02, 5.03, something like that. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a good time, basically, is what I'm saying. But so... um. In prelims, I ended up going 456, and that was crazy, basically. Um, best time, obviously. And, uh, no, I think I went a five minute. Yeah, I went, okay, 456. Yeah, I went 456, and then, um, in. I like didn't really feel like I gave it my all, you know. So I was like, okay, I'll go back and I will kill it in finals. Go force 48. Like that's what I really wanted to go. Well, go back in finals and I go 456 again. <laughs> so, didn't really do that, but whatever. Um and I ended up getting fourth in that race uh great great for me going from finishing 10th the previous year to fourth like insane broke the school record obviously because I had it from the year before um 456 was great wasn't what, what I wanted to be at but it was still pretty good and then the 400 freestyle relay I have no idea we were in the B final, I think, because the other guys on the relay weren't that great. But um, we broke the high school record again just because it wasn't too good the year before. And we had a couple decent guys, and then I had gotten better. So fast forward a week, club state, swim club state, whatever. Don't remember how that went. Fast forward another week to sectionals. I was really excited to be swimming sectionals because this is like a really big meet. Like people all over the country. Well, 
all over the region. So basically all over the Midwest come to swim each other. And I had never experienced something like that. So that was really cool. Um, I swam <clears throat> the 200 because that was the only individual I had. I swam the 200 and then I swam all of our team's relays. So we did the 800 free relay, the 400 free relay, the 200 medley relay, the 400 medley relay. Like we did them all. And so <clears throat> I remember I swam the 200 and I added time from my 147. That 147 stayed my best time for like two years. Like it never got better than that. So, but I went like a 148 or 40. Oh, I, I'm seeing the time right now. 149.03 at sectionals. Like that's okay. Like you swim out like lights out. You can't expect to swim lights out again two weeks later, you know? So whatever. Like I wasn't too worried about it. And so then I swam my relay. I remember it was the first time I broke 50 in the hundred was leading off our 400 free relay. I went a 49, like 49 high. And then I turned around and anchoring our medley relay I went a 48, like, mid, I think. So, that was really fun. Really good to be a part of. And so, we'll, again, skip past summer, junior season. Nothing really happened there, to my knowledge. Because I was not good enough at the time to have summer sectionals cuts. So all I really did was swim whatever dumb club meets we went to. Didn't go to sectionals or anything. So um, fast forward, senior season. Senior year of high school, I really, really didn't care. Like, that's awful. But it's like, at this point... I just wanted to be on my club team because my club team was so much better than my high school team. Club swimming is so much more fun than high school swimming because it's all of the good races. Like, I loved the 4IM. I loved the 200 breaststroke. I loved all those races. And you don't get to do any of those in high school. So, I just... I loved club. And I didn't want to be a part of high school. And so... I was, like I said, I had the deal with my coach to where I could do split practices. And it got to the point where I was going to high school once a week. Like, it was really bad. I really did not want to be a part of that team. And, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I didn't like the team. I was going, like, only before meets. And I just was trying to avoid that team as much as possible. But that year was the first year my high school team had morning swim practice. So we swam twice a week in the mornings on top of weights three days a week. So we did weights Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we swam Tuesday, Thursday, and then we had our afternoon practices. And like I said, I went to high school maybe once, twice a week at max, and then I went to club the rest of the time. And uh, um, 
I will mention club. My in December we do the pro am for my club team. Um, now it is split because Oklahoma used to have a team that had like a coaching um, disagreement kind of, and it split the the two coaches and they decided to form two teams off of this one. And this one team hosted the pro-am and because they split, it became to the thing like both teams hosted their own pro-am, usually the same weekend. So now you have to like pick which one you want to go to. I don't know. It's this whole thing now. But so the pro-am my uh, senior year, I don't remember all the events I swam, but I do remember I swam the 400 IM and I got the sectionals cut in the 400 IM that pro-am. I'm trying, here it is. So that pro-am, I went a 423 and was able to get the sectionals cut. Which was so dope because now I had the two free and the four I am. So I had a second event I could swim. And um, so that opens up the lineup a whole lot more. And just kind of gives me a lot more like, I don't know. Like you go from one event to like doubling that. It also doubles your bonus cuts. So the way, I don't know if this is how every sectionals worked, but ours was ours was... For every cut you had, you got a bonus cut. And it was like the bonus cuts added a couple seconds to the regular cut. And you got to swim that event too. So I went from being able to swim two races to being able to swim four. So like that was really cool. And it just gave me a lot more to do at sectionals. And like I said, at the time, sectionals was the biggest meet I ever swam at. So it was really fun. But so... Got my 4IM sectionals cut at the Pro-Am in December. And then uh, we'll fast forward to senior year. So senior year state meet, last state meet. I decided for my senior year to change my events. And instead of doing the two free 500 like I had done every year, we decided to do 2IM 500. Because looking at who was swimming the 2IM versus the 2 free, it was like the 2IM graduated a lot of swimmers the previous year. So I would be able to place higher in the 2IM than I would have in the 2 free. And I was kind of over the 2 free. So, and it was like I'd been training 4IM with club all season and my 4IM had gotten better. It's like the 2IM is going to be better if the 4IM is going to be better. So that's what we decided to do for state and um, going. I had no idea what I was seated going into it. Oh, I'll talk about our relay. We were in the A final. I think we finished fifth or sixth in the medley. Broke the high school record. I swam butterfly this time because we had no butterflyers. My junior and senior season, I swam butterfly on the medley and I had the fastest split as the butterflyer, which should not happen. But I think my senior season, I went a 23 in the butterfly, which was crazy. 
I dolphin kicked a 15 off my wall, almost got us DQ'd, but I didn't, and went a 23, which was really cool. So then I spent the 2 a.m., and I, like I said, I don't remember what I seated going into it, but in prelims, uh, oh, this is great. I forgot this happened. Um, prelims, I went a 201-24, and then um, I really wanted to break two. wanted to break two so bad. Went a 201-24 in prelims. So I was like, okay, I got this. Um, we're going to break two for my, uh, final swim. Well, comes down to it. I go 201-24 again. I was pissed. <laughs> um, but that was fine. Broke, like I said, broke the school record, which was cool. And, um, so at this point I had all of our school records in the, I had the 200 free, the 200 IM, the 100 fly, the 500, and then I was a part of every single school uh, relay record. So in high school, there's 11 events or whatever, and then we did 22 records. And so meters and yards, because in Oklahoma, some pools have both, or like some... Like in Oklahoma, we have both. Some have some schools have yards, some have meters. So we keep a record for both. And so, after state, my senior year, I had thirteen of the eleven or of the twenty-two records. So I had over half of our high school records. And um, so, I like I said, added that with the two IM by going to two hundred one, whatever. And then, so my second race, my second individual, my senior year state was the 500. And again, like I said, my goal time from the previous year was a 448. So like that was ultimately like what I wanted to do. Um, uh, prelims, we went into it, like I said, wanting to go 448. Kind of coasted prelims, not going to lie. Ended up going... A 455.60. So, broke or drop time from previous season, lifetime best, whatever. And I was like, okay, I coasted. I'm going to destroy it in finals. I went a 454 in finals. Still wasn't able to go the uh, 448 I wanted to. And I will tell you right now, I've never, I never went a 448 in my career. That was like my goal for high school and I never did it in my career. So kind of sucks. But so then um, 400 free relay, swam that. Don't really remember how it went. I know we broke the record. I think we got, oh, I didn't say. I finished sixth in the 2IM and fourth in the 500. So I got the exact same placings as I did the year before. Just different events. Um, but our 400 free relay, we ended up getting sixth, I think. I don't remember. But so it was cool. First time getting four medals at state. Um, that was fun. And um, 
senior state. It was really cool. I got to experience it. We had our relays that finally made the finals. And um, like I said, it was just an all-around really fun experience. Senior year, you know, you got to soak in that last state meet, whatever. And so we'll fast forward a week to club state. I swam the thousand free at club state. And I remember this vividly because the last time I'd swam it was 2013. I went a 1057. And so uh, I swam it senior year at club state just because no one was really in it. So my coach just put me in it. I dove in and um, my goggle was like started to fill up with water. So I was pissed. Like slowly it started filling up. So I was like sprinting trying to get this race done so I could just uh, take my goggles off because they slowly started filling up. But I ended up going a 10-10, um, dropping nearly a minute from the previous time I swam it and getting the sectionals cut. So now I have three sectionals cuts and I get three bonus swims now. So I think my senior year sectional, I swam the 1,000, 2 free, 5 free, 4 IM, 2 IM, and I don't remember what else. I obviously swam all the relays, but I think that might have been it, those five. Um, But, so, well, that was the only notable thing about Club State was that 10, that 10, 10, uh, thousand. So fast forward another week to sectionals. Um, I don't think anything crazy happened in the like two free or five free. Um, but I'm going to check my four. I am. Yeah. So four. I am. I want a lifetime best, nothing insane, but I want a four twenty one. Uh, at sectionals for a lifetime best in the four I am, which was cool. Um, and then in the thousand, that's where the crazy stuff went. So I nearly dropped a minute, like I said, went a ten ten, and then turned around a week later. Uh, I was pissed because when so when I dove in, my goggle just one like. I don't know what you call them, like one eye lens of my goggle. When I dove in, it popped off of my eye, filled up with water, and then suctioned back onto my eye. So I was at this point had one eye and I was just pissed and I wanted to get the race done again, just like the previous year. Or just like the previous race a week ago, something happened and I got mad. I just wanted to get the race done. So I'm like trying my butt off, swimming as fast as I can. Um, and I was able to, at the halfway point, after I like finished the, like after I flipped at the 500 and I was swimming down to the 525, I was able to see my time. And, uh,. I saw that for the 500, I was sub five, which was really cool for me. 
So I was like, okay, I'm about to kill this race. And I ended up going 10.02 in the 1,000 after going a lifetime best of 10.10 the week before. I went a 10.02. So, and I will say that 10.02 is like the sole reason I was able to swim in college. So, shout out to that 10.02. But so... Also, on the topic of college, if you've noticed, I haven't really talked about college because at this point I have not really been recruited or anything because I was not very good and really didn't have a finalized decision on whether or not I wanted to swim in college, but I hadn't really done, I hadn't gone on a single recruiting visit or anything. And this is March of my senior year, so... That was fun. But back to state, um, or back to sectionals. So in my other races, nothing too crazy happened, I'll say. But um, so then I have to start deciding where I want to go to college, if I want to go to college, all that. And so uh, we... I kind of start the recruiting process in March after state and sectionals and all that had finished. And so I had an official visit scheduled with one school. I went on it. Didn't really know how I felt. Um, Wasn't really too into the school all that much, whatever. It was a D2 school, but like, like I said, wasn't really feeling it too much. So I like opened up my options again and well not really opened my, up my options again but kept them open and was like talking to other coaches and stuff and so I scheduled these two unofficial visits to visit two schools I was looking at in Illinois and uh, they were both in Illinois so I was going to go on this visit and it was like my dad and I were going to leave Friday Saturday, we were going to go to school, to one school, visit all day Saturday. And then Sunday, we were going to go to the other school and visit all day Sunday. And so, um, we, I'll just like talk about that because, um, that this didn't happen until April. So like I went on the first visit very shortly in May and then in April went on this like dual visit. And so. We scheduled a dual visit and we get, we are like on the way and the coach of the school for Saturday, he's like, Hey, just want to let you guys know, I cannot meet with you because we have our team banquet on Saturday. And so I'm like, kind of, I don't know, pissed basically for lack of a better term. Cause this like this coach, it, it's almost like this coach doesn't care about me because he forgot about, how do you forget about your team banquet? When I tell you like a week in advance that I'm coming to visit your school. But so my dad and I, we still went up there and we like walked around the school and stuff on Saturday and we were like, so we're left with the decision because we were like, okay, well let's flip the two days. But the other coach could not meet with us on Saturday either. So at this point, 
we don't know what we want to do. And so we spend the rest of the drive kind of talking about it and like talking about the two schools, which one we felt would like be a better fit for me, which team we felt was more competitive, that kind of stuff. And based on that, we were like, okay, the better school is the coach who couldn't meet with us on Saturday because of the team banquet. So what we decided to do was we decided to schedule like our visit with him for Sunday. And we told the other coach, Hey, we can't make it. So we decided to go visit the school on, on Sunday. Instead, we were kind of walking around. We met the coach. Um, he took us to his office talked to him for like an hour and he was talking about my times, how I fit in with the team. And, uh, like I, like I said earlier, that 10 2 basically got me a spot in college because he thought my time was 10, 10 in the thousand. And he was like, that's pretty good. Like there's obviously some, some more that can be done with that, but like 10, 10 is pretty good. And we were like, Oh, did you not see, like, I went at 10.02 um, a couple weeks ago, and he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I went at 10.02 at my sectional meet, and he was like, I did not see that, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, if you went at 10.02, like, like you got a spot here, is basically what he said. And so, went away from that thinking, like, cool, like, he basically offered me the spot, And he didn't offer me any scholarship money or anything like that because obviously, like, I waited so long. Pretty much every school had all their spots filled up, you know, because it's April at this point. Um, But so I go back. Like, I we have that visit on Saturday. Talk to him for, like, over an hour. And then he shows us the pool, kind of walks us around all the facilities, everything like that. And then we leave and we drive the eight hours home. And we get about 30 minutes away and I tell my dad, I was like, dad, like I can see myself going to school here. Like I really like this program. I really like this coach, like everything. But I obviously didn't want to make my decision that rash that soon or anything like that. So we go back and I kind of sleep on it for a couple weeks, really kind of think about it because the whole situation was. The one D2 school I visited that I kind of liked was with the scholarships I could get from them for swimming and for academic because D2, you can't get full rides for athletics. So with the academic and athletic scholarships, I could go there for free, no charge. Or I could go to this D1 school in Illinois with no scholarship my freshman year the possibility of scholarship my sophomore year and then it would be a better program like obviously you get the bragging rights or whatever of saying you went d1 like that kind of thing so like i really had to think about it and like ultimately i decided to go the d1 route and it really didn't have anything to do with um like the bragging rights, like I was saying, you got, you went D1, like, oh, I'm a D1 athlete, whatever. It was just like, it's really like, they say it's like that thing of like being able to picture yourself going to school there. 
when I was on my official visit at the D2 school, I just really couldn't picture myself going to school there. But when I was at my unofficial visit talking to the coach at the D1U school, I could really picture myself going there. So like ultimately, that's what I decided to do. And on um, Monday, or not Monday, it was like May something or other. Let me go see. May 6th. So on May 6th, I had my like unofficial signing day. And so it was kind of at that point, like for the whole, uh, like just for the show of it, because obviously I didn't get any scholarships. I didn't have to sign an NLI. I was walking onto the team, but I signed like my verbal, like a verbal contract kind of thing. Um, to like, I obviously told the coach, Hey, I'm committing to you. I want to come swim on your team, blah, 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 whatever. So he was like, okay, I'll send you over this document you can sign for like your signing day. Obviously, it's not an NLI, whatever. So I'm, I signed this document and on May 6, 2015, I commit, officially committed to swim at Western Illinois University. Now, uh, you guys probably already knew that. I know I was kind of like keeping it a secret, um, but I said it in the previous episode in Western Illinois. So that's where I swam. Uh, that's where I committed to swim in, co- swim in college. D1 mid-major, part of the Summit League Conference in the small town of Macomb, Illinois. And now I committed to the school without ever meeting a single person on the team. The only person I had met was the coach. So at this point, like I said, no, no one, nothing, anything about any of the team except for the coach. So kind of blind at this point. Um, but I really liked the coach, really liked the campus, really liked everything I knew about the program. So I committed, was ready to go there, and I was excited to go there. And so going into that season, um, I, I kind of, I didn't want to mention it at the time because uh didn't really pertain at the time, but so around the time of club state, my senior year. So back in March, my friend, Patrick, who I've mentioned multiple times, the one who swims for Michigan, his dad decided to pull him from swim Tulsa because he did not like the way, um, our coach was coaching his son. He felt that he could do better. And at this point, Patrick had been taking private lessons with a different guy for like a month now. So his dad finally decided, hey, Patrick, you're done. Done on Swim Tulsa. We're going to privately train you with this guy you've been doing private lessons with basically for two weeks. So Patrick leaves, swims unattached for sectionals by himself with this other coach. And so fast forward a month or so, and they decided to form their own team called Trident Aquatics. And I like, obviously Patrick was my best friend at the time. So like I kind of knew the whole rundown of what like the team was about and all that stuff. 
So I, I was like supportive of it. Like I understood the reason they left, like all that stuff. And, um, I was kind of excited by it. And so I decided to quit Swim Tulsa as well and join Trident. And so we had a coach named Titus Knight, who was a younger guy comparatively to my Swim Tulsa coach. Um, Titus swam for Indiana. He was a NCAA qualifier, All-American, Olympic trials qualifier, like all this stuff. Great swimmer, great career, all this. Great coach, too. To this day, he's the best coach I've ever had. But so we joined this team of Trident, and it forms... um, uh, like I said, I think it became official in early, like late April, early May. So around the same time I made my commitment. And so the first meet of the season, like the summer season, the first Trident meet, I actually have to sit out. I don't remember why something with like swimming unattached. I was not eligible to swim the first meet. I don't know something weird. It was like my unattached status like how you swim unattached to a certain team so it's like unattached trident aquatics something weird with that didn't go through in time so i couldn't swim this first meet um but so go into it swim the second meet whatever uh trident like i said best team i've ever swam for like loved everybody on it and it was a small group like i'm looking at a picture right now and the first meet of the season, we had six, seven, eight, nine, ten, oh, 13 swimmers. The first meet of the season that I swam in. So before me, it was even less than that. So it was a small group. We were a close, like, good, tight knit group of people. Like, and that's the way they wanted it to be. They were like, for the first few years of Trident, we only want. 25 swimmers max we want it to be a close we want it to be a family is what they said so it was all about family with trident which was really cool like i said i really loved everybody on the team and titus was such a good coach like amazing and so i swam summer sectionals that summer uh in missouri i don't really remember how i did it was okay. I don't think I did too great. Swam a couple races, whatever. I'm awful at long course. Well, I was awful at long course. I was never good at it, so I'm not really going to talk about it too much. Nothing good happened, really. But so, like I said, swam, swam with Trident for that summer. Loved it. And then I had to go to college. So, um, I went to... My orientation, whatever. Um, and I like, I don't know. Uh, like, I was really excited to go to Western, but like I said, I still knew no one. And I had been in talks with the coach, obviously, and all the other guys. Like, I looked everybody else up on social media, all that stuff. And we get our rooming arrangements for the freshmen. 
And our freshman class was pretty big. We had 10 freshman guys at Western. Um, we got the rooming arrangements. And my roommate was a diver from Colorado because we only had one diver. And everybody else was kind of paired up based on where you were from. So they put these two guys from Georgia together. They're both from Georgia. Or no. I don't remember where they're from. But they both knew each other before going to school there. So they got put together. They put two Iowans together. And then they put these two... There was like there was a connection between everybody. It's basically what I'm trying to say. Two guys knew each other before g- coming here. The other two guys were both Iowans, so they were together. The next group of two was the two uh like they were both sprinters, so that's why they got paired together. And then the last group of two were um, two guys who, like, I forget the connection. It was something like, I think it was just because they both swam, like, the strokes. Like, neither of them really swam freestyle as a main stroke. So it was like one of them was a butterfly backstroker and the other was a breaststroker. So, like, that was their connection. And then my roommate nice connection was literally just we were the two farthest away people. I lived eight hours and he lived even farther than that living in Colorado. So like that's that was our connection. So just because we lived far away. But so show up freshman year and it like meeting my roommate was cool. Meeting all the guys, everything was really cool. And the biggest thing about college swimming versus high school and club swimming, weights are a lot bigger part of the program, and practices are obviously just a lot more intense. And I will say my freshman year and. They say fresh in 15. That is so true. Eating in the dining hall, having basically an unlimited meal plan really gets the best of you if you don't watch what you eat. I did not watch what I eat, so it was pretty crappy. Not going to lie. So I gained a good chunk of weight my sec- the second semester of my freshman year during the off season because we weren't swimming as much, so... Didn't really care. Continued to eat like we were swimming a lot. But whatever. Um, But so freshman season, I didn't really swim all that well. I'm not really going to go into time-wise because I didn't really do the best. Because it was kind of like... My coach described it as I had lifted all this time my freshman year for like the first time ever basically doing like actual lifts. And so I had accrued all this muscle that I didn't know how to use. And that was the biggest thing. I just had all this muscle I had no idea how to use. So that's what like summer after freshman year would be all about, would be about gaining muscle, keeping muscle, and learning how to use that muscle. So I went back to Oklahoma after my freshman year, and that's what it was all about. I lifted I ran, I swam, and, like, I was really, like, learning how to use all the muscle and all the work I had done. And summer after freshman year of college, I was working out probably 
nine hours a day. I was swimming five hours a day, doing dry land for an hour, hour and a half a day, lifting for an hour, hour and a half a day, and then I was running for like 30 to an hour a day. So I was like six days a week, I was working out a lot. So I got in really good shape the f- summer after my freshman year of college. Like re- like the best shape I had ever been in. And so I had a really good long course season that summer. I got more sectionals cuts, all that stuff. Had a breakout summer sectionals. My At this point, I was over the distance freestyle events, which is what I had been doing my entire career. Like freshman year, I did the two free, or no, didn't even do the two free. My main races freshman year of college were the 500, 4IM, and the mile. And I hated the mile. I hated 500. I was so over it. So the kind of like stipulation for scholarships with my coach was you had to score points to get a scholarship. So if you were an active scorer uh, at conference, you earned a scholarship. And so at conference, my freshman year, I didn't score in the 500, didn't score in the 5 or 4 IM, but I did score in the mile. I scored one point, got 16th, but that's a point. So it's like, do I deserve a scholarship? Do I not? I do I not? When it came down to it, I did not get a scholarship, which like I understood, like one point, like that's not going to be that big of a deal. So I didn't really care too much, but like going into it, sophomore season, I wanted to get a scholarship, so I wanted to perform really well my sophomore season. So like that's why I was like killing myself all summer trying to get better, all that stuff, and so. Like I said, um, my long course sectionals meet after freshman year, I killed it. I had a breakout swim in the 2IM long course for me. I went like a 216, which converts to like sub two, which like that was like my goal the whole time was to go sub two. So I went to 216 which was insane. I dropped like five, six, seven seconds, I think. And then I also had a huge swim in the four I am at sectionals. I ended up going 452 in the four I am at sectionals. And to kind of put that in perspective, I went a 504 the previous year. So dropping... 12 seconds in a year in the 4IM was crazy for me. And uh, um, that was like the highlight of the meet was those two races for me. And um, I actually deck entered the 2IM because my coach didn't think I would do very well in it. And then I went the 216 and went a lifetime best by seven seconds. Um, but that that's a different story. So... Now we will, um, I kind of want to touch on Olympic trials because I was able to go to Olympic trials in July, which was really cool. Um, 
for any of you who have not gone to Olympic trials, that is like a bucket list item and you should definitely try and go to one if you ever get the opportunity because that was so much fun and I will like that was like that's like my favorite memory for swimming basically at this point was getting to witness Olympic trials, getting to see Michael Phelps swim at his last Olympic trials, quote unquote last Olympic trials. We'll see. Maybe he's gonna make the comeback, whatever. And my teammate, Patrick Callen, who I mentioned multiple times on this episode, we'll probably mention him multiple times later, currently swims at Michigan. He swam at Olympic Trials. He had two cuts. So it was really cool getting to watch him swim. And my girlfriend at the time, who um, I would love to get her on the podcast, but... There's kind of some, like, I don't know, media things because she currently swims in college. I don't know, in their, like, media department. There's something weird with her media department about her being able to come on the show and talk about her college career with that. So she might not be on an episode for a while until we get that figured out. But she was also swimming at Olympic trials. She had two cuts So I got to watch her swim, got to watch Patrick swim, which was really cool. And I got to watch Michael Phelps and all the other pros swim. So like, if you can go to Olympic trials, if you ever get the opportunity, like take it because it is amazing. So much fun. Anyway, back to my story. So I swam at sectionals, had a crazy good summer sectionals. And then... So this was the off year where club state was after sectionals, but I had a family event. So I was unable to go to club state that year because I was going to Hawaii with my family, which is really cool. Got to go to Hawaii, all fun, whatever. But I did not swim club state that year. So didn't really have that opportunity to swim other races besides like my main races. So, uh, anyway, fast forward back to college, sophomore season. So, my freshman year, I was awful, like, for my team. Like, I'm not saying I'm, I was awful. I was swimming D1, so how bad can you really be? But I was probably the worst, if not second to last swimmer on my team. And, like, not trying to be mean to myself, that's just what it was. I was not very, I was really not that good for the team. And so, when I came back, I was like, like I said, I put a ton of work in fresh summer after freshman year. And I came back, and I was, like, the fourth guy uh, on the team. Like, fourth on out of everybody. So, like, I went from second to last out of, like, 20 something to fourth. So like, I made a huge jump and like was really proud of myself for that. Had a really good season. Um, was killing it all season, putting in some crazy good times for myself. I won my first ever college race. I won the 500 at a dual meet where I, 
or no, not the 500, the 2IM. I won the 2IM at a dual meet, got touched out for at the 500 at that same dual meet. That kind of sucked. But um, got my first ever collegiate win that year. Was throwing down some crazy times, as I said. Like crazy times for myself. Was loving college swimming at this point. Like I was at the top of my career. I was in the best shape I've ever been. I was going best times in practice, like loving every second of it. But I was having like major problems. And I'm not saying major like crazy problems. I'm saying like major like my school major problems. I was previously in college. My major was biology for pre-med. But I didn't want to do that anymore. And... The major I was really interested in, they didn't offer at Western. So that's where I kind of like didn't really know what to do because like I still wanted to swim, but they didn't have my major and I didn't want to just do something I didn't want. Like I didn't want to change my major to something I didn't want to do. So I was like stuck with a really hard decision and, uh, on whether or not to transfer, continue swimming, like whatever. And so ultimately I was looking into it, researching what major I wanted, all this stuff. And I eventually found like that one of the top schools in my field was the University of Kansas. And my dad had moved to K or moved to Kansas. So I would be able to go to KU with in-state tuition and all that. And it would actually be cheaper than going to Western. And so, and they were, like I said, top in the nation for my major. So I decided after my sophomore season of swimming, I was going to transfer to KU and I was going to no longer swim. So I was going to finish out the season, all that, whatever. And then on Thanksgiving break, no, not Thanksgiving break, fall break. Yeah, fall break. um, No, it was Thanksgiving break. It was Thanksgiving break. I had a meeting with a KU academic advisor and we kind of talked about things. And what it had come down to was... uh, that if I stayed at Western for another semester, I was just going to put myself into a hole with KU because none of the classes offered at Western were going to transfer and help me advance towards my degree at KU. So it was like that, I don't know, it was just like that I either put myself in a hole another semester and push back graduation, whatever, or I transfer a semester early and quit swimming a semester early, basically. So I was left with a really hard decision on what I wanted to do. And ultimately I decided that swimming has to end at one point and your career has to start at another. And so that was kind of what my, my head coach Titus kind of preached about was like, Swimming ends eventually, and you got to know when that point is for you. 
And I ultimately decided like that point was now, like I just needed to stop, stop swimming and get on with my professional career. And I decided to transfer midway through my sophomore year and quit swimming. And this is really hard for me because in November, I had thrown down lifetime bests at our midseason taper meet. And like, like I went a 157 in my 2IM, which was insane. I went from a 201 to a 157. I went like a 53 in the 100 IM because our conference was actually doing the 100 IM. And I went like a 418 in the 400 IM. Like, I was doing really good, and I, like, gave up when I was on top, basically. Like, on top for myself, you know. And so, it was really hard to, like, come to terms with that and, like, what I wanted to do. But, like I said, eventually I decided, like, that was the best thing for me to do was to advance my professional career and quit swimming and, uh... Transfer to KU, stop swimming. So that's what I did. I swam my last meet, the f- like the first week of December of 2016. It was against Truman State, and um, I swam the two free. 2 a.m. I don't remember what I swim. Doesn't really matter. But it was my last meet ever. And then I had a week and a half left on campus at Western for finals and all that. So I didn't swim for that week and a half. Turned in all my gear, everything I had to turn in, and packed up and left. And like that was really hard. And part of it was I chose. Because I kind of didn't really want to do much, like, to make it harder on myself. So I kind of didn't really say bye to most of my teammates. I said bye to the guys I lived with. I said bye to the guys I, who were my neighbors. Because, like, we had six guys living direct, like, three guys. The dorms we lived in were threes, groups of three. We had a group of three and then directly across the hall was another group of three. So it was like six of us guys. I said bye to my roommates. I said bye to them. I packed up and then I left and I came to KU and I'm not going to say that I don't regret it because ultimately I do. It's like I gave up the one thing in my life that I like truly, truly loved, which was swimming. And like, I know, like I said, like swimming has to end eventually. And I was at the time I thought that that's what I wanted was I wanted for swimming to end, but I, it came down to it a few months later, like seeing my teammates swimming at conference and all that. I realized like, I gave up something that I truly loved and that was really hard for me. And I couldn't really accept it at first because like I said, I was at like the height of my career and I just quit. 
And it's like most of the time, you know, like senior year, you're swimming your conference meet or NCAAs, whatever it may be for each situation. And you know, like that's going to be your last meet of the year. Like that's the last meet of your career, like all that, whatever. And for me, it wasn't like that. I swam a mid-season taper meet, swam really good. Then after that, I decided to quit. And my last meet was just a dual meet, just a regular dual meet. And so I didn't really get that full closure of finishing with a final meet because my decision wasn't made until after a situation like that could have been made. So anyway, I come to KU and like I said, a couple months later, I realized like I didn't like how much of this was missing with swimming. Like part of my life was missing basically. And so what I tried to do was I tried to push that away. So I like at the time I unfollowed all of like the swimming related accounts was that I was following on Instagram, on Twitter, on social media, all that. Like, I didn't want to see swim swim. I didn't want to see any other swimming related stuff. And I tried to like just completely distance myself from it. And I still supported my girlfriend, obviously, who was swimming in college and all that. And, but I like, other than supporting her and her teammates, I tried to distance myself as much as possible. And I just didn't want to be, included in the swimming world. And I tried to fill that void with other sports like basketball, which was my second sport I loved was basketball. And at KU, basketball is a huge thing. So I tried to get involved with the basketball team. I worked with them a little bit. And I kind of filled the void for like temporarily with basketball. But eventually I realized like, I just really loved swimming and there wasn't really anything I could do to fill the void besides swimming. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast because swimming was such a big part of my life and it still is such a big part of my life and I love it. And I do it now as exercise. Like I'm probably going to join a master's team maybe start competing again. I don't know. But like, as of right now, I'm just doing it to, to get in shape, like that kind of stuff. But, um, I, like I said, I, that's why I wanted to start this podcast because swimming, like I said, such a huge part of my life. And I wanted to be involved basically is what it is. And, um, I decided that I obviously can't do college swimming again. I took too much time off. And at this point I only have like from the time I'm recording this, I have like a, a year left of school. So I have a year left of eligibility and it just wouldn't work out for me to go somewhere and swim again. And I, like I said, I'm going to maybe do masters, something like that to get involved. But 
college swimming, like I said, I feel like there's, there's just like kind of this void that needs to be filled that I left when I left college swimming. And I felt like if I started a podcast, it would allow me to get myself back like involved in the swimming world again. So I've started following swimming again, like really following it. Like I got meet mobile. I'm following all the big invitationals following all the big, everything with swimming now again. And I like the void feels like filled again. Like I get to talk about swimming with other people. I get to talk about swimming on this podcast. I get to talk about news. I'm following the news, all this stuff. And like, it's great. And that's why I want this podcast to be successful because my story is small compared to others, but also it's big compared to others. And that's the great thing about swimming is it affects everybody so differently. And that's what I want this to be. I just want everybody to be able to share their story, to share their life with swimming. And this allows me to get my story out there, bring attention to other people's stories who might not be like mine. People who might've only swam in college, people who are not swim in college or only swam in high school, only swam club. Like this allows me to show all ranges of the spectrum of swimming. And that's what swimming is all about. Like nobody's story is going to be exactly the same as anybody else's. And this podcast, like, that's what I want this to be is just want it to be a way for everybody's story to be heard basically. And, um, as of right now, that's what I'm, like I said, that's what I'm striving towards. Obviously we are not that like the podcast isn't that big, but I want to thank all of you who have listened and continue to listen. Like shout out to all of you guys. And, um, Hopefully one day this podcast is big enough to where we can get even more people, bigger name swimmers in the professional and collegiate sphere of swimming on the podcast to share their story. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard uh, Cody Miller. He has a YouTube channel. He vlogs about swimming if you like swimming, you should check out his YouTube channel, watch his vlogs. I think they're cool. Some people don't, but obviously it's to each their own. I love swimming, so obviously I'm going to love his vlogs. I assume most of you guys are going to love swimming too since you're listening to a swimming podcast. But Cody Miller recently started a podcast of his own called the Cody Miller Podcast. I think that's all it's called. Um... And if you haven't, I highly, highly recommend you check it out. I think as of right now, he only has two episodes out, but it's really good. And what I want to strive towards is a Social Kick Cody Miller podcast crossover where I get to do a podcast with Cody Miller and... I can get Cody Miller on the social kick podcast. That would be insane. So if any of you want to see that or well, hear that, I need you to tweet, comment on Instagram, whatever at Cody Miller and 
shout out the Social Kick podcast, bring attention to him that I exist, basically, and let him know um, that we're trying to get a crossover episode happening ASAP. Uh, anyways, I know this one's been kind of long. I just want to, again, thank everybody for listening. You guys rock. And if you could, please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe. Subscribe on Anchor. If you really want to, you can donate at anchor.fm on the donut to the donate to this podcast button. Donut. Donate to this podcast. Um, if you really want to, you can. Um, ultimately the best way to support us is just leaving that five star rating and review. Tell your friends, tweet out our episodes, share our episode on Instagram, do whatever you want, do whatever you feel is best. Again, thank you so much for listening. And again, shout out to Patrick. I gave him like eight shout outs. I want to give him another one. Shout out to Jenna for being on the last episode. Shout out to Travis on episode one. Shout out to all of you guys for sticking through this really long episode. Um, If you're still here, shout out to you. Uh, Like I said earlier at the beginning of the episode, coming out soon, I'm going to do a full news episode about the recent mid-season invitationals. Um, We're just kind of going to go over the big swims that happened this past week. I might wait. I kind of at the beginning I said I would wait um, through, like I would probably do it on Wednesday. We'll see if I want to do it Wednesday, or if I want to do it later, because I think some other invitationals are next weekend instead of this weekend. But regardless, we'll kind of see where we're at later in the week. Um, again, follow us on Instagram, Social Kick Podcast. We have a Twitter. I've not posted anything on Twitter yet. But if you want to follow that Twitter, I believe it is just Social Kick Pod, not podcast, just Social Kick Pod. Um, I'll leave the link in the show notes. I don't remember it off the top of my head right now. Sorry, I suck at being a podcast host. Anyways, sorry again for being sick and kind of sounding kind of crappy. But thank you so much for sticking this one out. And hopefully the next few days, if not week, I will feel better and not sound as bad. And we can get on a real regular schedule. Again, if you want to share your, your story, you can email us at socialkickpodcast at gmail.com. I will read some, some of those stories out if you want to leave them there. Uh, again, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time.